Hira Shai, Hira Shai, Okoso, eh, Krabi, Nokohi, Nokotanane, Hira Shai, Hira Shai. Yes, welcome to another coffee with Klavi. So, this week I come to you off the heels of Il Time con la Familia, as in the, see, we had the match of the comida in the, how you say, uh, El vino. Yeah, so the wine. We were, we were upstate enjoying some R&R in the Finger Lakes. Uh, so first topic of today uh, is um, inspired by that. And uh, it is giving yourself time off the grid. And you're like, Clavi, wh- what the hell does this have to do with coffee? Everything. That... I purposely put my phone on airplane mode for four days, or four or five days, depending how you count it and what you consider, you know, airplane mode. I had checked my messages once, uh, just for uh, my cousin sent us a picture to make sure it went through and yada yada. But the bigger point being, I purposely. I guess more so than I would usually go off the grid, right? I, I do have designated times where I'm not checking my phone, uh, trying not to be on the internet, you know, YouTube, Facebook, uh, or any social or, you know, whatever that looks like. So, basically, the point being, I think we could all benefit if we all, about, I would say once a quarter, uh, took a, a weekend, a day to, you know, no, disconnect, as it were. You know, we're, we could say at this point as a society and world, we are uh, plugged into the matrix, right? You know, take the red, blue pill, you know, what happens, Naino Karate. Um, but, no, really, it's, um, it's something I am particularly uh, aware of now is seeing people or rather not seeing, but noticing when people are on their phones. And my conclusion is, hey, if you want to be on your phone and you want to be distracted, you don't want to be present, hey, that's your choice. You want to check stuff, you want to check sports, you got work, you want to go on social, you want to look at videos, hey, like, cool. Like, do you? Uh, So for me, I'm do me, and at those designated times, especially when I'm with people, for me, it's especially important to be as present as possible, but also to write, like, just to unplug of all the nonsense, right? The constant barrage of messages and checking social and be like, oh, I got to check this. I like, got the videos and this and that. Unplugging really lets you be more, right, aware and conscious, uh, maybe not conscious, but uh, put more intention into, like, how you use your time and be like, oh, wow, like, I was checking stuff a lot. And the, the, the um... I don't have it, but Apple has a thing. Oh, yes, the screen time thing on Apple where it records how much uh, screen time you have. Great great invention because you you can easily lose track, right? It's not just losing track of screen time, but losing track of, you know, binging shows, going to shows, doing things. And it's it's interesting because, right, the the idea of time flying can apply to anything. Right, whether it's something you love, getting lost in a TV show, lost in conversation, lost in the love of your life, lost in food. It is 
a common thread that a thing in the physical world, like an actual thing, an experience, or whatever, is focusing your attention on something else. So, for example, in my in my youths, when I was a younger lad, a younger clavi, one who was not nearly as wise, not nearly as all-knowing, uh, I got lost in video games, in learning Japanese, in manga, in Pokemon Go, in Magic the Gathering, uh, things that make existing easier because it's something that you can really uh, get lost in. And when you get lost in something, that is a good sign. Uh, you know, there is the, the common adage these days of get, you know, blah, 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 passion. Get lost in your passion. Do things you're passionate. Um, I think it's kind of right and it's missing a key point in that if and when or if you notice passion, that that is a sign that whatever that thing is, is something you should, you know, make time for. Um, so that you can get a little stuff, right? Putting time aside, be like, hey, a couple of hours, that you can just, you know, do that thing, focus on it. And for me, this past weekend, that thing was uh, making time for family and doing activities and making memories with them. You know, we, we as a society, the society these days are often... We, uh, make, make excuses very easily, like, oh, I didn't have time. Oh, no, 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 That's There's no such thing as no time. It wasn't important enough to you, or it wasn't a priority enough to you for you to make time, right? We're all given the same time, and right, we have to be considerate and uh, directing our effort and attention to the things that we want to, you know, build and grow, relationships. Uh, a career, a life, a family, a business, a book, any, you know, creation, right? At the, at the root of this is creation, which is, right, kind of another common thread that, you know, in, in a way, all, all of us are creators of some, some sort. You look at uh, lawyers, for example. Well, they are creating wealth or they're, they're creating uh, justice or retribution, Maybe I chose the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying. Doctors create, um, you know, better health for people, right? Their health is doing bad, so by doctors doing what they do, right, we're creating a, you know, a better body. Authors, right, they're creating works of art or works of literature, works of whatever, whether you're a social content creator or you're like a traditional writer, right? You're creating something because there was something in your head that you wanted to communicate uh, with people, whether that's your words or, write a visual or for example, with me, right, coffee, being able to be like, hey, this is a really cool coffee, right, follow the steps, make sure all the, the things are crossed and dyes are dotted, and there you go, you got your uh, delicious coffee to enjoy and to have an experience um, to, uh, you know, escape, not, maybe not escape, but to uh, take a step back from the day and day out, because it's easy to get swept away in the day to day, uh, right, and then kind of relating this to my family experience, right? It's it's so easy to get swept away and be like, oh, I don't have time or like to not make that conscience effort to, uh, you know, put some time aside to do things, to call people, to make write letters, which is something I'm a huge fan of. I, I really we wish we as a society uh, kind of embraced more of those old ways, as it were, it, you know, the dying art of connection and being human in the modern day is a curious, curious thing. I don't remember a book about that. I don't know.
Yeah, so it was a <clears throat> some good grade A staba water. Staba no mizu da da. Uh, and, ah uh, yes, today was my uh, first <coughs> actual day at the new store. It was good. New energy, new vibes. Great. Everyone is excited. Customers are like, whoa, you're open. Oh my God, I had no idea you're open. How many years been open? We're here the second day, bro. We're here the second day for you, brother. Whatever you need, we're here for you. So I imagine in the next uh, few weeks to you know, month, two months, we will be seeing an increase in customers. People will know. They will set their routines. And they will be like, wow, my new Starbucks. So that was cool. Because it's the same thing I've been doing. Right? Coffee and all that. Customer service. Making a moment in people's day. and Same thing. You know, Different people. Different place. Different customers. <laughs> but collectively. <coughs> giving the same customer experience to make that moment in people's days people were excited yeah they were like they were over the moon they were smiling they were ordering drinks getting food they were like i'll take me two frappuccinis i was like yes sir yes sir we get you tray frappuccinis i didn't say that and i didn't talk like cowboy um but you know you you pick up what i'm putting down a favorite saying of mine from my mustachio friend he knows who he, who he is uh, park ranger man so returning to the theme of la familias uh also, right, you don't have to necessarily limit this idea to just your family. I would extend this to friends or, you know, what you would consider your family, right? You may consider your friends family. You may not have family, so your friends are your family. So in that case, uh, my uh, sentence is doubly pickable. And that is good because we can make a conscience effort to also have time for it. Like, right, whoever you, whoever is important to you, make that time for them because before you know it, you'll all be dead. And I, I know I'm saying this like a comedian, but like, for example, right, I was working at one store, made lots of friends, right, both customers and co-workers. I'm not going to work with them anymore. I'm not going to really see them anymore uh, for, for either. And... It's a reality of life and the Japanese have a saying for this that Ichigo... Ichie, which uh, translates to each moment is unique. Each moment is a like a, a singular you know, spot in time. A Buddhist concept, as it were. And, right, this concept can be expressed in other philosophies, religions, that every and each moment that we have in our lives is special and unique, kind of like a snowflake in a way, that you can't reproduce or remake or recreate uh, things that you have experienced. You can, you can experience something similar, uh, but it won't be the same because, right, you will be a different person. The people you have to be different. The place will be different. It'll be different conditions. So keeping that in mind to kind of just, you know, take a step back, which is kind of like maybe a sub-theme of my, like, coffee, uh, coffee advice and sort of chatting. I was able to share some coffee with family. Uh, I have learned, uh, so taking note, you don't need too much coffee to share if you're doing coffee tastings. It's uh, really only like a decent amount uh, because right, most people aren't as into coffee as I am. So making just like one or two samples to try uh, as a sort of feedback I've seen is an easier way to share the coffee, have it, and then maybe like a food pairing to demonstrate different notes and that's kind of enough 
So that was a good learning. Uh, kind of sharing different coffee brew methods is always a nice way to enlighten people and give them more perspective on, hey, you use this machine. There are better methods to make your coffee a little bit more tasty. However, if, you know, the Keurig is your thing because you want your one cup, you don't want to deal with the other stuff, yeah, I get it, then that's good too. Just find coffee you like, make it nice and nice, and uh, if you need decaf, you need decaf. Uh, your options will be limited, though, unfortunately. Let's see. Ah, yes, I think tomorrow I'll be sampling the, um, the Rwanda Hingakawa Starbucks Reserve I did for my uh, Barista Championship last year, and that was a very unique coffee with a unique story of Rwanda, right? A country plagued by genocide from the 80s and then rebuilt, and this singular collective, this farm, was rebuilt by women. Uh, you know, due to genocide, there was a lack of male labor. So the women banded together, made this coffee plantation, and they're doing the business with the Starbies. And more interesting is that the name Hingakawa means let's make coffee, which is kind of cool, right? It, like whether you like corporate stuff for Starbucks or whatever, or you don't, or you just want to support the, you know, local guy. I, it's, I think it's pretty cool if, you know, right, this huge company is doing business with a small, you know, I'm going to say small, right? Because we're dealing with like kind of a, you know, a country in Africa that is smaller, arguably, you know, is it second, third world, you know, health conditions are different. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on after that we don't even, we're not even aware of. Um, I have a coworker or a former coworker from my other store that gave me many wisdoms from Africa, uh, tribal wisdom, something that um, is similar to wisdoms I've seen before, but it is a very unique sort of take on things and way of sort of phrasing it and perspective, which is interesting because it's, similar but like very distinct in that it's like okay yes this this feels like african tribal wisdom it's kind of like it just feels so true uh, another kind of curious thing so this you know small I'm, I'm saying small i really don't know how big but to give you perspective right is doing business with a, a, a huge you know starbucks is like the the coffee company in the us and people might say i don't know coffee but it's duncan duncan and if we're talking about coffee, right, right, and how you define coffee, if we're looking just at coffee and then all the coffee-related things, the espresso and all the other beverages that go into a coffee business, it's got to be Starbucks. And the experience that we're looking to cultivate in cafes is in line with Starbucks traditions as well as, I think where Starbucks is at, right, there's other factors at play. It, corporate stuff and how Starbucks is changing, unionizing, all this stuff. But uh, overall, right, the, if we're gauging a coffee thing, I think Starbucks is a good benchmark. Kind of a, maybe another underlying theme of the Clavi uh, words of wisdom. We can observe and learn from Starbucks that coffee is... There is magic to it. You have to be to see it as well and you know that, that's up to you and I uh, you know at your own pace if you have questions this is kind of what we're here for or I'm here for and I interesting other clavi aside the worst of I and we I am someone who likes to use the word we when applicable that 
I think it's important to create that sense of a group and working together as a group, uh, especially right at work or in business. It's like, you know, you know, what can we get for you? You know, oh, we are out. We're out of it. Oh, what can I get for you? What? Oh, I don't have that. It's a small, um, small difference. But this brings us to the next theme of coffee. Yes, the power of words. So this main, or whatever topic you want to call it, uh, was inspired by my cousin. I'm eating an egg right now too. And my cousin is how do you say a teacher? You know, Claudia, what do you mean, how do you say it? It's a teacher. Yes. How do you say a teacher? So she is um, teaching elementary school. She's special ed. And the example she gave was, you know, for the first, I guess it's like a week or two before the student-teacher, teacher-parent conferences where the you know, parents come in, you know, she had told her kids every day, right, we're talking like, I think kindergartner, around, right about that age where, she said she was the prettiest, smartest, most gorgeous, some beautiful teacher or something like that. And then she asked the parents, how many of your kids told you that I was a blah, 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 blah teacher? And they, they all raised their hands. So, first and foremost, this shows the impressionability of people, but especially kids, right? Kids are like sponges and absorb things more than we know and that's not the point of my chat that you know we as humans are are very impressionable and like sponges are just much more noticeable kids because kids are even more so because they have to be they have to survive they have to you know adapt and you know become part of society but the language that we use with others with our co-workers with our family with ourselves you know these words of power and power we don't even really know power of um, you know, influence and affecting things affecting change right you know for example uh, maybe my cousin gave a similar example you know, when she talks with her her kids I can't do this you can't do this yet right same statement right ba- the same exact sentence but but it's a very different you know self talk dialogue there right I can't do this is saying Right, you're having that. Um, there's psychological. There's words for this. It's um, oh crap. What was it? It's um, static, static mind or something. Like you believe you're fixed things you can change, but yet, right, you're saying, hey, like, I can't do this now, but I'll get there. Right, there's a growth, the growth mentality. And you know, for me, the medium of sharing this is coffee. Okay, you don't know coffee yet. You don't know tasting yet. You don't know how to make coffee yet. But, like, it's so easy to teach. All right, the same with... Uh, I've been training a good amount of people in prep for the store, and I will be training people and ask, you know, answering the same, similar kind of questions. How many pumps of this? Blah, blah, this. I was like, okay, just this. They'll be like, oh, Claude, that's so nice. Eh, not really. Like, we're all learning at some point, and, you know... Honestly, making coffee isn't rocket science. Honestly, nothing is rocket science. If you put in the effort and the time and you try, you you could pretty much do anything. I, I don't know if this is some secret sauce in life or, you know, some clavy like mumbo-jumbo or, you know, next-level wisdom, but maybe this it could be another theme of... T- I know I'm, I'm, like, putting all these themes for you. Uh, you know, put your mind to stuff and, you know, believe and you can do it. And, you know, welcome to my TED Talk. 
to write the language of, you know, how we talk to ourselves, how do we talk to our kids, especially, I, I don't have kids yet. Yet! You see? I just did it on myself. I just caught myself. Um, it's actually, uh, this is something I do in the, the drive-thru a lot. They're like, oh, you have any weekend plans? They're like, no. I'm like, not yet. You don't. They're like, they laugh because, you know, it's true that, you know, they don't really know what they're doing. And I think it's kind of a nice way to kind of, you know, smooth the conversation as they're waiting, obviously, for their drink because it's just, you know, the way it goes in the drive-thru. Oh, other thing. I had no idea, but you can make espresso pull faster. Had no effing clue. Like, I pulled three shots on our training, and I was like, whoa, that, that was really quick. That was, like, lightning. Apparently, you can change the computer program to make it pull faster. Wow. Like, genius. Obviously, like, this makes sense, right? We have technology, and... Right, the espresso machines at the Starbies are automated. This is, you know, just a question of scale. You, you can't really scale to the size of Starbucks with the traditional... Uh, hand espresso it's it's a lot because right you have to tamp the espresso you got to measure it put it in grind have it ground put it in do the thing met time um, you can get it probably close um but right for like consistency and just like ease of use for your batistas baristas people employees you know right uh, the automated does make it simple so, right, we can kind of take that into account and, right, the power of words and how we can, right, this, you know, is not really what I'm talking much about, but, you know, like, affirmations, right, it's kind of thing where you're, you know, you're, you know the positive self-talk, uh, how you talk with your, you know, friends, your partner, your family. So, you know, realizing that, hey, you know, you want to be careful on how we describe things, say things, because, right, if we're careful, like, we just, you know, go down the path of bad vibes, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, schnikers. So, I guess that's another theme for my TED Talk today. I'm trying to remember if I have any other cool coffee facts to share with you. Now, coffee pretty much stays the same. It doesn't honestly change too much as it were. So, um... Hmm. Hmm, I know. I'm kind of... You kind of got me right now. I'm at the end of my drive after the gym, giving you the coffee so you can get your podcast. I know it's a day late. I know. I apologize. I'm trying to be a little more consistent. I was off the grid, so I'm not making excuses. I'm just explaining where I was in my story. Um... I guess also, right, yeah, we want to take responsibility for stuff, right? We can... It's so easy to be like, oh, I, I couldn't do this because I'm busy with work. It's like, well, no, you just chose not to do this. You know, how, do, how are you choosing to be... Um, how, are you, how are you contributing to your problem? I um, quote by my senpai. Oh, here we go. This is, I think, an excellent place to leave it since, you know, a sub-theme, a sub-sub-sub-theme of my, my podcast is Japanese culture. I watched the uh, Tokyo Vice show on HBO Max. Oh, man. Felt like it was my life. Uh, obviously, I, I, did it. I wasn't a reporter that, you know, reported on the Yakuza, but... The Yakuza. But uh, the feeling it caught of living in Japan and just, like, being a foreigner was very spot on. Very 
right? I had lived in Japan probably about uh, 13-ish years, 14, 15-ish years after, right, the time the, the show takes place. So my, my senpai would have experienced more directly or more similarly to the show uh, living in Japan. But needless to say, it was it was very moving how close it was to... Not close, but how much it reminded me of living in Japan. Just seeing things and how... Right, even, let's say, you know, a decade and a half later, Japan wasn't that different. Technology in Japan does not advance like here. Obviously, like, the phones was probably the, one of the bigger changes. They saw, like, kind of flippish phones. And, you know, okay, maybe, like, there was some, like, cosmetic change. But overall, you know, it being very similar to um, what was um, what was and what is there in terms of, right, trains. The train thing, yeah, very, like, basically the same. I'd, I'd say the biggest development on that front is the uh, just you know phones and how that has affected you know how people are commuting and stuff like that but the eating oh my god the eating scenes are like oh my holy moly it's like literally the same kind of thing happens now you, you go out there's cigarettes smoke you're just kind of eating food with your friends and uh, they had a few club scenes which I had I didn't really go clubbing but I had gone to a few like dancing just like right see what it's like and obviously not to the same degree as like the show but actually I didn't it wasn't Tokyo I was in Osaka Kobe but similar kind of thing that you know was eerily reminiscent for me and the actor's Japanese was not... Was pretty not bad. Obviously, I would think that they are probably not as fluent as someone who has studied. But I did look into it, and you know, kind of after listening, I, it was clear that they had definitely had language coaching or done work to make their Japanese sound as close as possible uh also right right part of it being that they are foreigners in japan so their japanese will you know by that design sound kind of you know a certain way and it did it did fall into that realm Uh, the main character is like insanely fluent um so i mean like maybe a little nitpicky that is japanese may you know may have been able to sound like slightly more uh native but like, honestly, his was, like, he did a really good job. Just in terms of, like, cadence and, like, his reaction to people. And uh, that was a, that was kind of a nice touch. And there will be a second season from what I've seen. And I'm excited to kind of, you know, do that and maybe hear other people's opinions on it. You know, I would say one of my secret life goals is to meet, like, a Yakuza, like, Oyabun. Like a real one. Just to meet him. I, I don't really need to do business. I just would like to be like, hey, like, I, I've always wanted to meet Yakuza boss. That's it. This is my, this is a, you know, dream bucket checklist item done. Um, I don't think it's something I would actively, like, be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look for Yakuza, right? Because that's, that's a little bit dangerous. Um, however, if the opportunity presents itself, I would not be opposed to simply... Uh, 
uh, hanging out with one for like, be like, oh, hey, oh, hey, you. And I'd be like, oh, we're at the onsen. I'd be like, oh, I see your tattoos. I'd be like, You've, yeah, you stupid guy, Gene. Oh. oh, man. Their use of guy, Gene, was like so spot on, and too. It, it was like, it was wonderful that the way they were able to capture that sort of guy, Gene-ness and for the, the girl and him. Very spot on. So. Yeah, so if you're wondering if, like, that part is accurate, 100% is accurate, the sort of discrimination. I would say it's getting easier for foreigners to buy property compared to probably that time. However, still not. Not easy. Because I guess Coffee Coffee also sub-theme is, like, modern Japan. It's eventually going to have to change so that they're accepting immigration and accepting people. So the time will come. Right, Japan's an aging population. They're going to run out of people. You know, they're old. Sorry, bro. So, that was my other thought. So, yeah. I think that's a pretty decent spot to leave it. I will have another one for you next week. I hope you all enjoy the fun of Mokofi Klavi. Hopefully you're having coffee while listening to this. I am not. I was driving home. Maybe I'll coffee now. I don't know. See how I feel. Anyways. Until the next time. Oh, yes, yes.